Oh, my word, he's so good. So good to have you with us today. How many enjoyed those days in the 70s? Whew. Even had a day, I think it was, what, an 81 or something? Wow, I'm like, ah, oh, that's awesome. Today was a high 50, maybe, something. We got a few days of 50s, but we're on the right, heading in the right direction. Heading in the right direction. Hey, wanted to, just to uh, tell you, had a great youth meeting Thursday night. Three or four new students came. It was awesome. And uh, we have another drama that we're looking at that we will do on Father's Day. And so we want to pack this place out on Father's Day, but it's a drama that deals with what we're talking about, talking about authority and, and how to break every chain. And so I'm excited for the students. They were like stoked about it. We had a great time Thursday. If you're between 11 and 18 or graduating high school, come see me Thursday night, 7 o'clock. I have them out and done by 8.30. So I have it timed. I'm pretty good with that. And sometimes they get out 8.15. Uh, sometimes 8.10, sometimes 8.30, but uh, 8.31, I'm running behind, so I try to get them out because it's a school night, and we are aware of that, so uh, we start at 7, and then they just kind of hang out a little bit. We've got some cool music and and uh, stuff, and we played some games, and they were cracking up. Uh, we, had a lot, we had a lot of fun. Taught them something, and the Lord is good, so 11 to 18, graduating high school Thursday, Seven o'clock, and once we get the drama started, we I get that organized. Will the drama team, whoever wants to be on that, will meet at six, and then the youth will start at seven uh, on Thursday. So that's how that's going to run and go down. But uh, excited, excited, and so excited! I tell you, I'm excited. All right. Well, let's say hi to our online crowd. God bless you. So good to be with you. Say hi to Florida and all those different places in Texas and New York and who knows who else is watching. And we're just so thankful for what God is doing. We've been starting this series on authority. This is week two, uh, talking about uh, the believer's authority. And, you know, we've just been saying the title of this, we don't have to show the bumper every week because you've seen it. But uh, not today. Satan, I'm not doing that today. You're not getting me today. You know, how many times has he got you on the same thing, and, and, but you finally have said, okay, not today, not on my watch today. So we, we're believing that if we can understand the word of God, and that's going to be my job, hopefully, to get it where we can go, I can do that, and we can put it and apply it and find out the authority that we have, uh, we'll be able to stand and stand strong and walk free. We, isn't that good? Because we didn't learn all that stuff in church. At least I didn't growing up in church. They'll look at you, well, okay, well, what kind of church you go to? Well, wasn't one like this. <laughs> I do love church. I believe in it. And, uh, but the church is actually people. This is a building. Uh, and, uh, but it is an institution of God. It is how God functions. He wants the kingdom to function by his people, his church. What good's the hand without the wrist, the Bible would say, and, and on and on. Um, and so we've been looking at this series, and I, I, I actually, I don't want to just make you feel good. I, I will make you chuckle, and I like that. That's just part of my personality, but uh, I want you to also be equipped. That's my job, to get you so, I don't want you to take a knife to a gunfight, you know what I'm saying? So I want you to be able to say, okay, I can do this. So we talked about things last week. I told you, one of the most things that people ask me when they want prayer, and there are questions dealing with how to take care of whatever they're dealing with. I don't know how to take care of that. I think God hears you, but he doesn't hear me. And we've talked about faith, and we've talked about that measure, the measure that God gave you. If you're a believer, you have faith. But then how do we use it? And so, you know, that's the question. Some uh, the understanding, God, how's the authority? What, what do you mean when authority is? What, what is that? They don't believe or understand it. And so if we don't understand it, most of the time we don't use it. We stay away from it, or we just like, ugh, um, you know. But they're asking God to do something for them that he told them to do. I'm going to say that one more time. They're asking God to do something for, for them that he told them they are to do. And then they're doing stuff he told them not to do. And they're wondering why nothing is happening. We talked last week about the wiles of the devil. Remember that word? That is the deception, the schemes, the lies of the enemy, because he is a deceiver. He plots those things. 
Uh, the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities, powers, rulers, darkness of, of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. So we do understand, and we talked a little again last week, so I'm just kind of reviewing. There is a physical battle involved as well. Uh, it can't be just wished away. We have to take it by force. There are things that happen that you have to stand up and take it by force. We must put our hand to it. In heaven, zero means zero. So if, you, if God says he blesses the work of your hands and you are doing nothing, there is nothing for him to bless. If you spend all your time saying, I'm going to let everybody else do it, I'm just not going to. You, you have nobody to blame but yourself. You have to take things back from the enemy. I'm just, here's, you know, newsflash, the enemy doesn't roll over and surrender without a fight. He just won't. He doesn't just give in. Somebody has to have authority, and that's what he operates. He knows who has authority and who doesn't. We need to not only take things spiritually back, we need to take them physically back. Just because you're not aware of a battle doesn't mean you aren't going to be in it. You're going to be in it whether you want to be in it or not. The battle is on us. It's happening now. If we don't recognize the enemy as at work, it just gives him more time to take more ground. It just means this. You're going to lose the battle you're in or you're going to lose the war. You need to be at least aware of what's happening. Take your authority against the things or the wiles, the schemes, the plans. 2 Corinthians 10.3, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. But we're, so this is saying we're physical, but we're not supposed to just fight physically. We have to deal with people, I get that. Aren't you glad you're not God? Because if we were God, would we not toast people? If it was just like superhero Marvel, <laughs> hi there, don't like you. <laughs> have you ever walked in and somebody just mistreated you and you're like, did you get out on the wrong side of the bed or what? This true story. I went into a uh, institution in town one time, a, a bank, and and the lady was extremely rude. Just like I was, just I don't know. Like you rub a cat backwards. Like I don't know if she was just she didn't like me or I didn't say anything. I said hi. You know, she asked me to come to her window. You know, I can help you. You know, <laughs> okay. So I went over there, and I said, yeah, I would like you know. And then she just like, oh, kind of rolled her eyes and I, you know, whatever, and I. She said something else. I said, could I get the balance on the seat or something like that? And she goes, anything else? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a lot more now. <laughs> there was going to be a lot less before, but since you want to push that button, sis, I'll just go ahead. Don't say that it's right. But I just stopped her and I said, are you having a bad day? And she goes, why? I said, because you are really being rude and, and not very nice. And so she just looked at me. I said, did I offend you? Is there something I've done that I'm not, you called me over here? She just, like, didn't expect that. Every time I went into that bank, she treated me like gold from that point on. She, she just was nicer from that day. And the next time I came in, she called me by name. I felt like I was at Cheers. <laughs> Brett! Norm! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was all, you know, it, it changed everything. There, you're going to have to deal with people because that's who's all around us. You know, you, you have to deal with that. You have to, but you also not only physically, you have to spiritually fight. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in who? In God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, every high thing that exalts itself. Listen against the what? The knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. I want us to look at the weapons this morning. 
against principalities and powers, rulers of darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. How does the enemy attack us? He attacks you through your thoughts, through the space between your ears. Some of you go, there's a lot of it. Maybe not. Sometimes I feel like you can play pinball in there, don't you? Boom, there's nothing to stop it. That's how Pong got invented. Boom, 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 boom. I get it. But all of that space, that's where he gets you. He tries to deceive you. We just read in 2 Corinthians that tells us that there are weapons of our warfare. They're not carnal. They're not physical. But mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. And it describes the strongholds. So let's dig deeper. Casting down arguments. Does the enemy argue? Oh, God's not going to heal you. God's not going to do that. Look at what you've done in the past. Look what you're doing now. Remember how he does? Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And it says, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So Satan gets at you. He fights you with lies and deception. Colossians 2.8, beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ. What's that? That's just a good way for just be aware of people that just like they're good talkers. They can just flatter you, but they may not say a whole lot. There's no depth in that or there's no truth in that. Some people just know how to stroke other people. They know how to pet the cat right. But you know, you're so good. You're so good, baby. You're so good. I want to say it again. No, I don't. He doesn't have the power to come against you or me or overwhelm us. But what we do is people give the enemy more power and credit than he deserves, and he deserves none. It was hard for us, for Pastor Kim and I, even to put, not today, Satan. We didn't even want his name up there. But you need to know he's in the Bible, and we're going to show you how to beat him, because Jesus already did. I'm going to say that one more time. Jesus already did. So he's a beaten enemy. You just have to get in on what God has already done. He's a defeated foe. And the only power that the enemy has is the power that you and I give him. Somebody should have told me this a long time ago. How about you? I didn't know that. I always pictured it something else in my mind. He comes at you through lies, deceit, wiles, stinking thinking. Let's peel it back further. Let's go clear back to the Garden of Eden. Let's go back to Eve. He came to her. He didn't come as a huge animal that would attack her. He didn't come as, you know, anything that was real scary or with teeth. He came as a deceptive serpent. 3.1 of Genesis says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Why? Would he do that? Because he had to deceive Eve. He had no power other than lies. They'd have to believe him to allow him access. You need to understand we are telling you truth. And truth is awesome. Because think about this. When Jesus walked the earth, did the enemy not, and you could just say yes because it's in the word. I can prove it. Did he not take Jesus and took him up and said, I can give you all this. All you have to do is worship me. How could he say that? How could he give that to him? Where did he get it? He got it from Adam. He got access clear back in the garden. That's why, think of this, Jesus had to come and make it right. He was the second Adam. We have to allow the enemy access if he wants to have room or put any foot in your life for you to believe. You have to believe it and allow him in there. Colossians 2.8, beware lest any cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the traditions of men. We just read this, according to the basic principles of the world, not according to Christ. What's that saying? Whatever you're believing, it has to line up with the gospel. 
It has to line up with the word of God. It must line up with the word of God. That's the thing. The devil can be a factor if you let him. I was on staff, and because before we pastored, we used to go around saying Kim could sing anything, Sandy Patty could sing, and she will sing here again because God's going to help her with it. I'm believing that in Jesus' name. I need a couch to sleep on. But, no. But I was always booked at the guy that sounds like Carmen. So I got to sing in small churches, large churches, and I got to sing and I got to do, oh, that was always wonderful. So when I, I started in the ministry as far as being on staff, we went into the church and the church knew that and they said, we need you to do a mini Carmen concert and we're going to bring all the youth we can from around and we're going to do that. And so I was in the, in the sanctuary at night practicing those songs and I was trying to put together how it was going to be and and uh, this is true. This is as true as I can tell you. And all of a sudden, you ever felt like you're somewhere and all of a sudden you feel like you're not alone? And I felt like, man, all of a sudden I feel like man, something's weird. I started feeling scared. I don't get scared, scared that easy. I mean, not that I couldn't be scared, you know, uh, not that somebody couldn't come up and go, boo, you know, or whatever. But um, I don't scare that easy. And so I was like, whew. Don't feel right. And then I was up in the balcony because that was when I was, we were first getting, at least for me, wireless mics were a wonderful thing because before everything was attached. So if it was an attached mic and the sound was up in the balcony, you could sing a song as soon as you're done. If I'm by myself practicing, I put the mic down, go, I get all my steps in, run up the balcony, change the cassette give you a little bit of my age change the cassette run back down get the mic try to catch your breath because the other song's starting because you had to hit play unless you had somebody else unless i could get one of my kids there to do all that so this was a wireless mic and so i was like sweet because then i could stay up in the balcony and i could still hear through the speakers and i was good and i looked down and as i you know i'm telling you the truth i looked down and there was something behind one of the monitors on the stage and it was black and it was, it seemed like about this tall, and it was just moving weird. And when I saw it, my whole self was just like, because <gasps> I knew it was, whatever it was, it wasn't n normal, it wasn't human. And this is what I heard. Now, this sounds like a movie. I don't know that this was audible. I didn't know that this was audible, but in my mind, this is what ran on. Run. Get out of here. Run. And everything in me, I mean, like every hair on my, my arms and my back, and, and I had more hair on my head, and, uh, and it was darker, uh, but it was all telling me the same thing. And I remember saying, Jesus, say that with me, Jesus. You see, at the very mention of that name, there's power. The Bible says that at that name, every knee will bow, every tongue will. There'll be a time when we'll, witness, we'll see all that. But I said, Jesus, and right between my ears, this voice came. And I knew this voice. I didn't recognize the run voice, but I knew this voice. And this is what he said. Ah, it's just the enemy. Just rebuke him and he'll go away. Just like that. It was just like, it's just the enemy. And so I wanted to run, and then I thought, no. So I, I got a mic. Hey. So I just said, you know, and I didn't even have to scream it. I just said, in the name of Jesus, of Nazareth, I command you get out of here. And it was just like a wisp. And it was gone. And I stayed, this is a true story, for 45 more minutes and practiced. Never ran, but God was showing me something. The devil is only a factor if you let him be a factor. He's also powerless unless you let him play. If you were a rock and roll fan back in the day, unless you let him play head games. That's all I get from you. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, you give him the room, he'll take it. You give him the power, he'll take it. You have to agree and agree with his lies and deceit and let him in. I have done that before, and it is not good. 
Nothing good comes from the enemy. Nothing. So the only way he can come against you or me, and if he wants to destroy your life, is if you believe the lies and you buy into something that isn't true. Maybe you're sick in some way. You didn't ask for sickness or disease. Nobody does. I mean, if you do, I don't, maybe you need a, your head examined then. I don't know. But somewhere, somehow, some way, something's happened. Now, hang on a minute. You may be saying, Brett, are you nuts? I have done nothing to cooperate with this. This is what I'm saying. The Lord gave us total authority and power. Exodus 23, 25, you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water. And this is what it says. I will take sickness away from the midst of you. This is where we get that, where people, if you hear me pray, where they pray over their food. Side note, should you have to pray over leftovers? Just ask him. The words take away are the Hebrew words that literally mean to turn off. That's pretty cool because the whole point, we need to reach a place where you and I can walk and not get sick. That's called divine health. I don't know about you, but I want that. If you're sitting here going, I don't believe you can have that. Probably not going to happen for you, but I'm believing I can have it. I'm working on it. It's not that I've never been sick. So I'm like, Lord, I'm not there yet, but I'm going to keep on keeping on because I'm going I'm to believe I can have that. Jesus says I can have it. I want it. Psalm 91.8 says, only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Psalm 91.10, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. How many want that? That's the truth. His word says he heals all of our sicknesses and all of our diseases. He doesn't say, I'm going to heal part of that. I'm going to heal a portion of that. The Bible says all, if you look it up, all means all. Matthew 10.1, and when he had called his 12 disciples, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. It's in the word. And he tells them to do it. He basically says, go, go do it. And that's what he's telling you and me. But we've failed as a church. We need to start getting back what God said. Get back to the basic and say, God, if you said it, that's good enough for me. And I'm just going to do it because I believe in you. 10.8 of Matthew says, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. We're going to do it. Cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. He told you and me. He didn't ask them, hey, guys, would you do that? He told them to go do it. That's what he's telling us. It's not just every once in a while. It's not just minor things. It's not just for some believers. It's not just for pastors and evangelists and teachers and prophets. It's not for the five-fold ministry. He's telling his believers, his kids, this is for you. It's all. And, buddy, I'm telling you, all means all. I don't know of anybody that likes being sick. But we accept it. A lot of us do. It's part of life, they figure. It's allergy season, so I've always had them. Now, I'm not speaking this on myself, so just so you know. Oh, it's flu season. I was on staff, and, and I was almost commanded, you need to get your flu shot. You can shoot your own flu shot. Does that make sense? Probably not. <laughs> well, they say, you know, as you get older, you're going to have these problems. Now, I understand we're all going to grow older. I get it. Jesus grew older from 12 till, you know, he started his ministry in his 30. I get it. But I want to grow as God wants me to grow. But we just accept stuff as the truth. If it happened to them, oh, it's got to happen to you. But I want you to know there's lies of the enemy. And there are people that might mean very good to you. They're, they're not bad people, but they don't know the truth. If they don't know the truth, they can't be free. And so they say what they know. You ever have somebody that they'll tell you, you should have to go through this because I went through it. If you don't go through it, then they get mad. 
Maybe they don't tell you, but they're jealous. Well, I had to go through that. Well, maybe we learned how to fight. I don't know about you, but I got four kids. I don't want them to go through crap I went through. I want to learn something and say, have you ever told your kids? Here, see this fork? Don't do this. (laughs) You know, we just teach them, don't do that, because I've done that. I bet Adam lived over 900 years That's how old he was, over 900 years old, because nobody told him there was a flu season. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm not saying you don't age. I'm just saying so many times we take everything that's not the gospel as truth. And that's not how it should be. Everything should line up with the word. And that's what you accept as truth. You can grow older, but you can have God's power and his hand on your life, and be much healthier than you think. So anyways, I resist. I don't like sickness, so I fight it. Any symptom that comes on my body, and they try, I immediately go after that. I confront it. Do you hear me? I speak. Whatever that is, I don't tell God, God, heal my my throat. No, I speak to my throat. If it's starting to get sore, you are not going to stay that way in Jesus' name. Any sickness, any virus, any infirmity touches my body, dies instantly because God is inside me. And because he's inside me, I have authority and power. And so I command. And sometimes you have to walk. And it's still there. But it's not about what my five senses because it's about the truth. You want to be free? You can't go by your senses. Because that's where the enemy gets you, your senses. you got to go with the supernatural greater than that. I will not give the enemy permission for anything. Help me, somebody. He doesn't have permission to do anything in my life or my family's life. But we've been taught stuff like that. Well, you can't really stop, can't you? Have you ever heard this? Well... Runs in my family. When it stops now, then I'm not, it's not going on to my children. It's not coming to me. Well, everybody in the family's had this. They've had this. They've had cancer. They've had heart problems. They've had diabetes. They've had asthma. And we've been conditioned to accept it. And sometimes after we've had something and then we, we wake up. You're saying, Brett, well, I know you've had, right. And so I had to wake up. I'm not saying I've done it perfect because I haven't. But I'm telling you, I'm done with the devil. He's not getting any foot in my, you ever try to, how about them salesmen? Hey, you want to buy some encyclopedias? No, thanks. (laughs) They put their foot in the door. Don't give him the foot. Because if he can get in the door, that's what he wants. But Satan is behind the lies. Don't accept it. Don't buy in. Go by what the Word says. The Bible says this. The Bible says the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. This is what the Bible says. God, he heals all of our sicknesses. He heals all of our diseases. No plague will come nigh my dwelling. By his stripes I was healed. Not I'm going to be. I'm already healed. Jesus already did it. 1 Peter 2.24 says, He who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Not, not you know, could be healed, maybe healed. The, he's already done it. I've already got that measure of faith, so now I have to believe that I have the measure and now get in on what God has already done and receive that by grace. That resurrection power lives on in me and in you. Ephesians 1, 18 and 20, I've already got it. Death and life are in the power of my tongue. That's Proverbs 18, 21. We can't accept a lot of things that man says. Well, as you get older, you get weaker, sick and frail. I want to I be like the ever-ready bunny. I want to keep on trucking. Want to keep on going. You know, some, sometimes if you ever, and I just jumped out of my truck the other day. So far, 60 bags of mulch have hit our property. I loaded every one of them. 
unloaded every one of them. Last year, 165 bags. Help me, Jesus. But you know what? I'm like, well, it's keeping me young. So I, I jumped out of the truck the other day. Put the, threw the bags down. I'm like, okay, that's the last bag. Jumped out of the truck. Over the rail. Woo! And I hit the ground. My knees said, oh! Don't do that. My reaction to that right away was, knees, you are strong in Jesus' name. Now, I'm not going to practice jumping out of my truck or higher because I do have a brain. God didn't say, I'm going to give you a train. And I said, choo-choo. No, he said, I'm going to give you a brain. So I got the brain, and I'm like, okay, but I'm going to speak strength to that. Lord, I'm going to be able to do anything I need to do, not because who I am, because of whose I am. Jesus already died for that. Exodus uh, 23 and 25, so shall you serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water. Take sickness away from the midst of you. Cancer cannot survive on my body. Can it yours? Sickness and disease has to flee from me. Does it flee from you? God will hit the off switch on sickness if I believe. I believe his word is true. I know it's radical. I know you're like, man. I just spoke at a men's conference last weekend. I taught in a breakout session, and I, one dude is like, are you saying? And I think I might even share it last week. I said, that's exactly what I'm saying. He's like, If we're honest, that's why the average person battles frequently with sickness. Because there is something stronger than that. It's the word of God. And we need to take God for his word. Now, I'm not condemning or I'm not judging. If you're sitting here like, I've been battling this. I'm just saying, I am certainly not perfect and I'm working on this myself. What I'm telling you is I'm trying to give you the antidote. Okay? You like taking pills? Here's the gospel. Take it three times a day. I'm working through this. I haven't reached it all. I still need work. I have to drain doubt and unbelief. I don't know about you, but I got to do that all the time because the enemy's trying to shoot stuff in my brains, and I have to take those captive and give those to Jesus. But I'm definitely on my way. How many knows the word never lies? The word never lies. Now, saying that, understand that we are given a brain. Like I said, we need to use it. I've not used mine a lot of times, and I'm not proud to say that. <laughs> and sometimes I got sick because I didn't use my brain. I needed to rest, but I just pushed it because we are human. I understand. I'm not saying you're, you're Superman or Batman or Spider-Man or if you're a Power Ranger guy or whoever you are. But say, I needed rest. Have you ever worked yourself where you're just like, I just need to lay down for a bit, just to rest? There's nothing wrong with that. Jesus took time to rest. So, okay, I get that. But let me just say this. If your child's got a cold and they got green snot coming out of your nose or their nose, keep them home. Don't put them in the nursery because that's just using your brain. <laughs> right? <laughs> we're laughing, but we've had people that, you know, in years past, you know what, my son had a fever this morning, 104.1. Yep, but, you know, we gave him some of that children's Motrin. He's fine now because it takes the fever down. Just use your brain. I mean, I get it. So if, if something happens, you got pain in your body, you got sickness, then fight it. There's nothing wrong with medicine if the Lord, you know, I'm not against doctors or meds. But I want it to be something that God has led me to. Does that make sense to you? Declare the word. Pray and believe. But keep them home. Let them heal. You know, your body has things that God created to fight that stuff off. And sometimes we just go ahead and put meds in. And you could have got rid of it sooner by just letting God do it. There has to be a balance. But I want to walk in total health. How about you? I'd like to walk in divine health. I'm believing that. I like to get up every morning. I want the devil, when my fit, feet hit the ground, to go, oh, no. PB is up. And I'm like, 
I want to do some damage on the enemy for a change. Now, I was on staff at a church years ago. I'm just giving you some real examples. I was on staff at a church years ago, and the pastor, good guy and all that stuff, but he was very much afraid of, he didn't like visiting hospitals or, or if he ever prayed for someone, he would sometimes, and I was with him, who would pray at a distance because he didn't want to touch them because he didn't want to get sick. Now, I might not be the sharpest knife in the drawer, and sometimes I feel like I'm a fry short of a Happy Meal. But I'm like, aren't we supposed to lay hands on the sick, and aren't they supposed to recover? So if that's the case, and that's what the Word says, I'm not going to get sick. I didn't even know a lot of stuff, but I knew that. So I would go over, and I would lay hands on the people, and God would heal them. And when we would leave, he would wash his hands two, three, four times in the bathroom and like, man, I hope none of that gets on me. He was sick all the time. And I have never gotten sick for praying for anybody. So he got what he believed, and I got what I believed. Was he a bad man? No, he's not a bad man. But I'm just saying, the word works. Now, if you're sick, please, I'm not condemning anybody what i'm saying is then start believing and accepting and applying the word of god to whatever's given you issues speak to your body believe and receive it's already done for that junk to stay on your body you have to allow it brett are you for real i'm totally for real now i have went to do hospital visits and kim can tell you with my back out I don't even know to this day, like, it was, I don't know how long it took me to get in the hospital, but I had people that I don't know, are you, are you all right? Can I help you? Just get away from me. I'm good. I was walking like 10 one way, every step, but I was saying stuff like, I am healed. Muscles, you line up with the word of God. Every nerve and every tendon, leave me alone. I'm healed. <laughs> and people like... He's talking to himself. Shut up. <laughs> you know, and so I did a hospital visit. People like, maybe I need to pray for you. So the people in the bed were like, maybe I should pray for you. I'm good. I'm healed. You don't look healed. I'm not going by what I look. But do you know that as I applied the word, God did it. By the time I'd get home or the very next morning, it was as if it never happened. It was so much better. It was just amazing. Why? Application of truth. I know most of us aren't thinking this. We do it consciously. Oh, Lord, it runs in my family, or whatever that is. I'm not saying you do it consciously. It's just we've, we've grown up with that. But there is a better way. God's way. My uncle's here today, and he used to run a lot. Marathons. 26.2 miles is a marathon. 26.2 miles. And he, I mean, I, I don't even have any desire to run 26.2 miles. None at all. But he would train to do that. He would get up every, so many days a week he'd get up, and he told me, he showed me his plan. And I think at one time he said, the most I'm going to be able to run is, I want to say, and I could be wrong, Tom, 17 miles, something like that. And I said, why? And he said, because once you've run 17 miles, you'll finish it. Something inside, you'll, that's what they were, you had to train to run up, and maybe it was 20-some miles. I don't know, because I'm not the runner. Now, we did run together, left him behind all the time. <sighs> Only because he was kind. That, that man can run. I mean, he was just like, dun, 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 dun. I'd be sucking wind, you know. <laughs> and then he, he'd just stay, and he was kind, and he'd wait on me. But he's, he's been, he's awesome. He was the best man at my wedding. He's one of the best men I've ever met. But he would train for these marathons, and he would run them. And I'm just like, what an accomplishment. So here's my point. Could, could I do that? I could. And so could you. We all have potential. But do we want to apply it in that direction? <laughs> Running would not be the, the, the place I'd apply it. But I couldn't do it without training. 
Now, when they were small miles, we'd run, and, uh, and he'd say, we were running four miles one day. He said, how many times have you run this? And I'd say, counting today? And he said, yeah. And I said, once. <laughs> and so and he'd just laugh. And we'd run, you know, so I'd run four miles in one day. Okay. But that's not 26 miles. See, I couldn't do that without training. I'd have to condition myself, work up to it. My desire would have to be to do that. God would have to tell me, oh, I need you to do this. I have the potential, but I don't have the desire to do it. So what I'm teaching you today is there's so much potential. You could walk in much greater health. You've got to have the desire, the want to, because it's going to take work. It's going to take a process of using the word and training yourself. You've heard me preach this before, but start where you are. Use what you got and do what you can. Everybody in here has that potential. Well, Brett, I'm not where you're at. It's not about where I'm at. It's about where you're at. No matter what, if you do what I'm just telling you today, your health will improve. I promise. Even if it's little by little. How many knows the promises of God are yes and amen? But you do have to apply them. You have to believe them. Hebrews 5.14. Solid food belongs to those who are full age. Uh, that is, those who by reason to use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So you're going to have to exercise yourself spiritually to get to the place where you are healthy in the spirit. I'm going to have to get into the word. I'm going to have to quote the word. I'm going to have to recite it. I'm going to read it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. You say, PB, give it to me. You have to pursue it. You have to go after the things of God. You have a part to play. You have to renew your mind. This is the big battle is in your brain. You have to want it. You have to renew your mind. You have to start casting down thoughts and beliefs that go against the grain of God. But you have to believe it yourself. Just because I say it, you can believe, well, I know Brett would tell me the truth. Sure, I'd tell you the truth. But you have to believe it for you. You're walking that. I'm not. I'm walking this. So you have to believe your journey. Imaginations, that's the world's view. Anything that goes against God, the way the world sees things, you got to submit to God's way. Every thought captured, reined into the obedience of Jesus. And that doesn't happen instantly. That's a process because we've been trained the other way. I'm just saying, my mom and dad traveled all, all, all over the place in the United States, it seemed like. They went on a cattle drive. They were cowboys and cowgirls and whatever. But they had, a, they had a motor coach, and they would go all over the place. And we camped with them a couple times, and it was awesome because their motor coach was nice. And we said, Kim and I said, we want a motor coach. We want a trailer. They didn't start off with the one they had, but they still, it was always nice. I'm like, we want one. Found out, I was like, I'm going to buy that. Well, just because I could buy, like, say if I wanted to buy the trailer, then found out, oh, you have to have a vehicle that pulls the trailer. That's another expense. And if you pull a trailer, it costs a lot more gas. You have to have money to get where you're going to go. And so all of these things. So, you know, we start out with a tent. no. <laughs> But what I'm saying is it was, it's a process. We actually never bought a trailer. But if we decided to do that, we would start out where we were, do what we could, and enjoy what we had. And as God blessed it, we'd increase it. Does that make sense? It's a process. So start saying, okay, start believing, God, I'm going to, you know, if you're having issues with your health, what are they? Begin to declare those to God. Father, that's not your will that I'm that way. So I speak health and wholeness. I had a kid one time tell me this. He said, I want to be on the praise team. Now, we're doing auditions. Now, I want to be on the praise team. I said, you do? He said, yeah, I want to play the guitar. I said, awesome. I didn't know you played the guitar. He goes, I don't. I said, do you have a guitar? He goes, no. I said, well, they're going to hold auditions. He said, well, I'm going to be on it. And I'm going to play the guitar. And the world will see the miracle of God. I said, what's the miracle of God? He said that he's going to instantaneously give me, I'll be able to play better than anybody. I've never played. Now, 
I'm just going to say, God can, I, I'm not saying God couldn't do something miraculous. He can make a donkey not buck. I'm sure he could probably. Get, but I knew the walk of this young man. And I'm like, this is not going to happen. And he said, so go ahead and put me up there. That's what his request was. Things go through my mind that I should ought not say. So I will go past the story of what happened. But anyway, I just said, uh, no, I'll tell you what. If you audition and prove to be you can play, we'll talk. He didn't stay at the church at all. They left. Because we didn't believe that God would do that. Okay. You've got to have a walk with Christ that shows fruit. Now, I'm just, as the pastor, I'm responsible for what happens up here. I've had to stop things in mid-motion, things that were not of God. And, and most of the believers that were in there that were in tune with that are like, oh, something's wrong, something's wrong. And they're looking at me like a tennis match. What's going on and whatever, and so I'd stop it. Because that, that falls on my watch, Lord. And I, I, yeah, I'm human, I get it. And could I miss God? I'm sure I could, I'm human. But I'm pretty sure I can hear his voice pretty well. There's a process, guys. Start believing where you're at for what he said. And, start, and your faith, remember you already have the measure, but your understanding will increase and all of a sudden, you'll start seeing things like, wow, that doesn't hurt anymore. Wow, I mean, that usually lasts two weeks, and I'm, I'm better in two days. That's God. Don't continue to limp along if you don't have to. Quit begging God to do what you're supposed to do. I'm almost finished. We pray stuff like, God, please reach out and touch me. Heal me. You're so awesome. You're so powerful. You might as well be singing The Wizard of Oz. Because you're not going to get healed that way. That's not the way he does that. You'll get the same results as you've got up to that point. Zero. God gave you authority. And he won't do what you are supposed to do. That's how it works. 10.1 of Matthew, when he called his 12 disciples, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal. Here it is again. All kinds of sickness all kinds of disease, all means all, not some, not a portion, not most, uh, all manner of sickness, all manner of disease. Every one of those doesn't matter. Jesus isn't going back to the cross for COVID or anything else that comes down the line. He already died for all that. There's no restrictions. It means all. Realize that we must depend on God and not man for our well-being. There's all kinds of... There, there's... Money being made in just prescriptions. How many knows that? When you mix up meds, people have died. But we just trust, and sometimes they don't, doesn't always. 2016, let me just say, John Hopkins University came out and said, the third leading cause of death in the United States was medical errors. Not sickness, treatment. They took too much of the wrong stuff at the wrong time, followed the directions, but they didn't mix together and they had other issues or whatever. So just be wise. Don't depend solely on the physical realm. Use the spiritual realm. We've taken our daughter one time to the emergency room and they were wanting to do, administer some kind of a medication or something. And the Lord spoke to Kim. Now, this is where you work together. And said, we're not giving her that. And God told her what? And so we didn't, and she got better. They were at a place when Sam was little, and they said, we have to give him this shot, but we, we need you to sign this paper because he could, just so you know, he could die. So we want you to say okay to that. I was like, get out of my face, in a nice way. Get out of my face, please. I said, we're not doing that. 
we walked out of, of welfare and Medicaid offices, and they, they, were, they were yelling at us to come back. And I turned around and said, in the name of Jesus, we will never be back here. My God will take care of my children. We walked out of there, and God has done that, just that. We have to exercise our spiritual resistance. See, a lot of us just look in the natural. We just, healing for health, we don't recognize there's also a spiritual battle. I mean, I get it. If you need to take an ibuprofen for a headache or you've got medicine for high blood pressure, then I'd begin to speak. I'd still take the med. If you're supposed to, take it. But I'd be speaking to my blood pressure. You got diabetes, I'd be speaking to that. I speak to my heart. Come on. This is either truth or it's not. See how quiet it is? But I'm telling you the truth. God has better plans than for you to be stuck in man's world. Resist allergies and flu and colds and aches and pains. They will flee from you because they have no choice. You can walk in the supernatural of health and prosperity and emotional balance. We have authority to heal all manner of sickness, all manner of disease. We just read it. The problem is we don't really believe it because it's, it, it messes with our five sense realm. Matthew 10, 8, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. God gave us authority and power to heal the sick. Most of us ask God to heal the sick. We don't get healed that way. He gave that authority to you. Let me say this and I'm done. It's not up to God whether you get healed. If it's up to him, it's his will that everybody be in heaven. He doesn't want none to perish. But he gave you a free will. So it's up to you. It's whether you appropriate the authority and the power and whether we execute it out. If you don't resist the enemy, you don't resist sickness, he won't flee. He doesn't have any reason to. With everything in me, I want you to understand the word is true. And God has kept us safe. You can keep music playing, guys. God has kept my family safe, and I believe he will continue. But you can't bargain or barter with the enemy. Somebody ever came in and put my family in danger, I can't just say, hey, listen cook you a steak if you leave no you already know me well enough I'd be telling Kim call 911 because we're going to go I mean I'm going to get them out of my house one way or the other I'm, I'm I want you to see the truth in the word I've seen it happen in my own life I don't do it perfectly still working but I've seen where I would have been on the bed on the couch for weeks two three weeks and in two days I'm up as if God has just and he did why because it was a process and I worked it out I believed and I walked what happened during that it was a battle I had to take other thoughts captive because that whole fight they were still coming in and he was still launching stuff so I had to take him captive. I had to send him to the one that could take care of it all. And he did. Bow your heads, close your eyes.